0: What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy
1: Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to Fingers on Buzzers, where today we're going to have the usual mix of interviews with people from behind the scenes and contestants. And um, I have got, I'm very excited today about my uh, quiz subject for you. Are you really genuinely no, excited about No, I'm oh. really not. Oh. It's terrible. But it is one that always comes up in quizzes. So it's gonna be famous battles, for oh, example no. Uh, in which year was the Siege of Troy. Mm. Oh, rough I mean no, rough. Um anyway, yeah. I I hate it, but we'll all learn something, and I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I
1: will just learn how rubbish I am at battles yeah, and dates yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. remind
0: myself. Well,
1: good. I'll, I'll look forward to that. What are you going to test me on today? You're getting sporting trophies because I hear you're very good at
0: sports knowledge. Oh, I am all over that sport. Tell you. Oh, me and the, the, the ball foot thing yeah love that yeah. love all that stuff the stick the sticky ball yeah yeah perfect um good and <laughs> our discussion of the day is going to be um quiz psychology how do you prepare to win and win to prepare oh no pre- prepare to no it doesn't work fail to that. Pre- pre- quiz prepare, no. fe- qu- fail to quiz quiz to win anyway yeah. whatever it is the Something. psychology of quizzing is what we're going to look at today <laughs> So today we are discussing the psychology of quiz. Mm. Um, Now, the reason I thought of this was because I went to a pub quiz and we were debating whether or not we should drink before the quiz. I mean, obviously we did. We did drink. But um, serious quizzes don't really drink alcohol when they quiz, do they, Jen? It it does vary. I mean, the, the, the Grand
1: Prix type of quizzes, the individual quizzes, will normally... They take place in the morning anyway, late morning. So it's it's probably not best practice to be mm. starting, you know, <laughs> like when you're on holiday, you're going to the spoons in the airport, yeah, yeah. eight a.m. and down a couple of yeah, pints. Yeah, well, Grand Prix
0: Quiz Day. I'll have a, a
1: yeah. The, for the way the way that this tradition for quite a lot of the Grand Prix quizzes to prepare is to to either find a local greasy spoon and have a bacon butty, or mm. um, or a McDonald's to have a, a double sausage and egg muffin. So that is the of... traditional. Base. Is it the proteins or the fats? I, th- it's the, it's, it, I think there's a sweet spot of the mixture of yeah, the protein, yeah. the fat. And it's quite sweet, the bread. So you've got, this a, is you've the got kind quite sports a lot going on. I can get, you know, yeah, it, you rather get, than having to eat lean chicken breasts and eggs. Yeah. It's uh, basically a greasy yeah, it, I think it is becoming known as the breakfast of champions <laughs> in uh, in in the quiz world. We don't yet know what Kevin Ashman has for his breakfast before these things, though. Oh, so I think someone should follow Chris him. His and, chest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not often seen in... Uh, in a local fast food place no. for
0: breakfast. Well, maybe he's maybe he is having a swift half a lager or something, and uh... mm-hmm. oh yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a livener. <laughs> Probably not. He's not he's not much of a drinker. No. no, I mean it is because that whole sort of. So if I'm going to do a pub quiz, I would... Yes, have something to eat before the quiz is yes. a very good idea. Yeah. get yourself. A... Don't get overexcited. Yeah, I really. mean, and. I normally have a little look at the papers, even if there's not a topical round. I think when it's quite good to just be hmm. it, that engages a certain part yeah. of the brain. My, you know, we'll generally me and the team we will discuss quiz questions we have heard might even do a little bit of quizzing is it a pre-quiz quiz this is is
1: serious prep actually this is this is more prep than a lot of people will do for their pub quiz I love a
0: pre-quiz quiz I know know
1: people will will look at the papers to try and come up with a a topical funny team name name. oh something to do with yeah um Maybe some pun on someone who's died that day yeah, is, is yeah, and yeah. I, I know somebody who who does that every single time. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be some morbid quiz team name going on. Yeah, um, but that's that's quite serious prep, I think. I mean, yeah. t- then we do blow it all by drinking way
0: too much in the first two
1: rounds. Yeah, and then all... I think you need to you need to steady yourself with the booze. Mm. There is, I think, there's a fine balance between drinking enough to have fun and to be quite fluid with giving your answers and debating. There is a confidence and then, and then becomes, too much that you you kinda of give up and you just lose interest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Start singing to yourself, I've done that, fall asleep. Yeah. I mean that's not helpful to any that's, quiz team, yeah, is yeah really? that's, that's, that's getting over excited too early. Well and there is I think you're right, so being assertive sometimes it does help. If you've had a drink then it, it switches off that part of your brain that goes, Oh God no, oh no mm. I can't be right I mean you know it's me, I can't be right about this or you know any self doubt is it's quite good to to put a lid on that, but you know, there's there's being confident and assertive about your answers, and then there is shouting. Give me the pen! You're all
1: idiots. Yeah, and uh-huh. and then and then even then you get the pen, and you're incapable of yes. of writing it coherently, <laughs> yes. so you don't get any points anyway. So it was it was a waste yeah. of time the whole exercise.
0: Yeah, but yeah, enough to make it sort of fun, but not too much. But the the pre quiz quiz that is something you do on the chase, isn't it?
1: Well, we we do a little warm up. Yeah, you always get asked a a few things, you know, a a bit of a round of a quiz with the producer comes and fires some things at you uh, just to get you get you engaged, really. It does.
0: It does help. It does help. It gets you into the right frame of mind. And the other thing about quizzing psychology that I find uh, fascinating is what you do when it starts to go wrong. To avoid just losing your nerve altogether, because mm. I the worst example I've had of this was on University Challenge, where we were so cocky. The University of Manchester, we'd done well in the first round, and we were an absolute study in hubris because we, <laughs> uh, we we were like, "This is great, we're having an amazing time, everything's wonderful." And then we got one question wrong in the first sort of round of the of the final of the semi-final we were in, and uh, oh my goodness, we collapsed like a House of Cards, and we all—you could just see—we were all looking at each other, going, "Oh God, we're fallible." Yeah, we had no idea. We have we... feet of clay. Yeah, Who knew? absolutely. And how do you avoid that? How do you avoid losing your nerve? I think there's there's
1: definitely something in this sport psychology thing because if you see as being a mind sport, mm-hmm. there are lots of things you can apply that that footballers and you know the cycling team that Steve Peters is their their big. Um, psychology coach mm. and his probably main tip if you read his books is about um you just have to move on to the next thing right away just you are you may get something wrong but it's in that moment mm. don't let that moment of self doubt affect the next moment mm. and someone someone like chris hoy apparently he's doing a a cycling race around the track and he will have that moment of self doubt probably twice a second and he pushes it back down and he and he has to think this no 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 maybe that last second wasn't very good I just need to press on to the next one being able to put a mistake out of your mind and move straight on is it's a it's a key skill particularly if you if you are doing something uh with a lot of questions being fired at you
0: well you need to be able to that's it because I forget that
1: you just made a complete ass of yourself well, with the last answer. I've been in a
0: situation where I just haven't heard the next question because I'm so busy. That's but then you see, I, if I have a bad stand-up gig, I dwell on that for about six months. Mm. So you know, a bad quiz question where you've got to recover in in second, you know, yeah. less than a second, in a split second, it is very, yeah, it's very. You need
1: to work on your mental resilience. I think I do. I'll, I'll get you the chimp paradox.
0: Yes, that's, that's 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 a key book. I think. I think I need to connect with my inner chimp, or or, or get rid yeah, of it embrace. You, you know, you
1: need to embrace, but be able to control your inner chimp and not let it jump out. The sad at thing the is, wrong I moment. think my inner
0: chimp would have done better on pointless <laughs> than I did. I, I should have gone inner chimp. That's by, what I should have done by anyway. flinging some feces at Alexander <laughs> <Yeah>. Armstrong. <laughs> you would not be expecting that to be fair. You I don't think anyone's ever done that. A lovely Alexander Armstrong. So, um, any other top quizzing psychology tips? Um, don't
1: let yourself be psyched out by the opposition Mm. because there will still be some people who try and play those mind games on you. Chase Quiz, quiz, well, that's our job, really. (laughs) But quiz is about, mainly, it's not about doing better than the other person. It's not about... Beating people, not it's it's you versus the question. It's a very individual thing. So mm-hmm. most of the people who go to the Grand Prix or the 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 World Championships, people say, "Oh, how did you do? Did you win?" And you have to kind of laugh and go, "There's no chance I was going to win it, but I did." slightly better than i expected and yeah you know I, I got a few really good answers and that's i that's, beat my own pb yeah, yeah. exactly you, you think i did better than i did this time last mm-hmm. year and that's all you can really ask for don't be engaging with other people no, as uh
0: see you've never quizzed with john McCrick. that's the oh i tell you what I, all i wanted was to beat him under, underhand
1: tactics was it
0: well, he's just very good at psyching. I mean, he plays a lot of poker. I played poker with him, and I've quizzed with him, and I would very happily never be in the same room with him again, if I'm completely honest. Because uh, he, uh, yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's he's great at being a bit of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that in the nicest way, yeah. John. If you're listening, but um, yeah, no, just psychs you, just massively psychs you out, mm. and is uh, yeah. So I think that may have contributed to one of my pointless defeats. Anyway, yeah, good tips, though. Good tips. Don't let yourself be psyched out by uh, by asshole. So now we're going to speak to Jack Yo, who has had a very exciting path from quiz nerd to quiz professional. And yeah. I believe you two have you two have already met, have. haven't you? We have met. Tell me the story.
3: We have. Um, Oh well.
1: um, Take it, take it right back, Jack. Take it back to the beginning of our uh, (laughs) our association.
3: The very beginning. Well, it all started when I was nothing but an obsessive uh, quiz show fan who decided that, for nothing else than my own amusement, I wanted to create a spreadsheet of statistics about the chase and.
0: (laughs) Good work. uh,
3: Thank you very much. You are amongst uh, friends
0: here. This is exactly the kind of thing that uh, <laughs> we would all do. Just, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Well, everyone, everyone always asks, asks those same questions. You know, is it worth taking the high for all those yeah. things? I thought, yeah. why not actually play around with the data and see if I can answer some of those questions? Um, Fantastic. So, and then uh, it was a quizzing event in um, Leeds where Jenny was one of the guest of honours. I think
1: it was my first ever public appearance after starting on the show as well
3: oh yes. yeah I think yeah I think you don't need I only had about uh, four episodes worth of data for you at that point I remember um, and then, so I came along uh, armed with my spreadsheet of statistics and uh, handed them over for your enjoyment
0: <laughs> amazing <laughs> and what were you doing in Leeds at that time Are you from Leeds
3: oh no I was studying up there and um, so yeah uh, Maths degree, but like, like I say, I spent most of it watching quiz shows rather yeah. than <laughs> studying.
0: Maths with uh, subsidiary quizzing. Uh,
3: yes, which turns out to have been the best career move I could have made. If only I could have told myself that at the time.
0: Yeah, so you didn't. Uh, there was no cynical careerist intent with thinking, I know, I shall work my way into the quizzing world. It was just that you were just a fan and you had the mathematical brain to work out the stats. And it has led you into the world of quiz, hasn't it?
3: It has very much led me into the world of quiz, yes. But, yeah, it was never my intention. I never really sort of dreamed that this could actually be a job that someone would pay me money to do. Um, No, it was just a sort of casual, well, not very casual interest, but...
0: um, (laughs) Opposite of casual, yeah. (laughs) Um,
3: But, yes.
0: So, what are you doing now, then? So, where has it led you to?
3: Um, So, I am currently, um, until... The end of this week, as a matter of fact, um, an intern at um, Endemol Shine uh, in their development team, or one of their development teams. Um, so they make shows like Pointless and Million Pound Drop and Tenable, um, none of which are anything to do with me because I'm in <laughs> development. And, but the next um,
0: generation of will be the next thing. The next big thing could well come out of the brain of Jack.
3: Fingers crossed. That's the hope. At some point. Um, Yes, I was talking to um, one of the people in the office that we pitched to at the um, uh, office party last night. You may notice a little tinge of of croaking. Um, (laughs) uh, And she said that we were talking, sort of reminiscing, going all the way back to the start in the interview days. And she said you had me at chase spreadsheet
0: basically <laughs> yes i bet i mean you know that level of commitment to uh, to you know working out what makes a quiz tick and i mean what were your what have been your most uh, startling revelations about quiz or have there been any any statistics or data that have surprised you
3: well in terms of what i um discovered from my um chase uh obsessing <laughs> um in, in terms of, um, if you want to talk expected values, like how much you will, on average, win,
0: mm.
3: it's almost always worth taking the higher offer.
0: Oh, wow, Oh, wow. gosh! Would well, you know that bears out my own experience because I, on my sh- the show that I did, three of our team took the higher offer and uh, it and it paid off for all of us. So yeah,
3: it I've... certainly did. Yes. <laughs> 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 I was, I was actually in the audience for that one. And, uh, oh,
0: well, thank um, you for your warmth and support because it felt like a very nice, um, you know, it was a, a, a very nice crowd and a nice atmosphere and uh, we had uh, such a nice time.
3: Good, I'm glad. It was such a great atmosphere. I mean, at the end, like, when everybody actually... Leapt up and started cheering. It was just oh, it was a brilliant moment.
0: I know. I'm so glad see now. I knew that you and Jenny had shared a special moment, but now it turns out we've shared a special moment as well. Jack's is lovely, there for right? all the key quizzing moments. Yeah, yes. in, in our
1: lives, he'll always be there. And, and, and I hope that that I hope that it does pan out for you. That that this has led. It's it's all been leading to to something very special for you, um, yeah. a, a career that you didn't expect, but is actually kind of designed for you, really, to, nice. uh, to work in the production of the, of the
0: quiz show. What have you learned about TV quizzing?
3: Um, we pitched to lots of different people, and they all have their different sort of philosophies about what makes it work, but um, there are lots of tips that we've, I've, I feel like I've picked up along the way to do with... So one of, one of the philosophies that one of the, one of some of the people that we pitched to have is if everybody that you book as contestants for that day is boring and rubbish. Um, what does the host have to work with that is going to make the show exciting and watchable mm, and yes. entertaining? So I guess tipping point, you have um, you know the machine, mm-hmm. the chase. You have um, the chasers who are always there to, to banter with, um, even if the contestants aren't. And it's just about trying to make sure that there are as many good moments baked into the 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 format as possible i think like things that you know are going to happen every episode that's going to be exciting or dramatic or game changing
1: yeah good insight into a a a, a rarely a rarely heard area of tv production so the the development how things start off and you're starting off in your career and you're starting off on on some new game show journeys hopefully we'll see you as a, a
0: producer on our credits in the very near future Right now it is time for me to test Jenny Ryan on a subject that comes up in pub quizzes that I have no other interest in whatsoever. <laughs> so today we are doing famous battles. Uh, something I don't really have much interest in either. Uh, so it's I mean, I'm interested tricky. in battles. They're always interesting, but the date of them and matching that with the name is something mm. that I find almost impossible. I'm dreading this one. So, well, I tell you what, let's not dread it. Let's, <laughs> let's make it fun. Well, What you can do as well is with your... Um, you know, you've been a question setter. Yeah. You can sort of tell me how I might be able to make these questions less dull. OK. So, um OK. When was the Battle of Naseby? That's my dull question. Battle of Naseby... Um
1: I want to say that was during the English Civil War. It was. It was. What year was Sixteen forty-two. A little bit early. Oh no. Go on. Sixty. You could have just kept going. Sixteen forty-five. Oh, it wasn't that early then? Oh, I, said that, I thought you were. You were. <laughs> oh yeah. No you, no, were no, being, no. you were being kind. Of it was a little bit. early. No, it was. <laughs> a, I just wanted 1702. to <laughs> pop master one year out. Oh, uh, not quite also. one year
0: out. Okay. So this ah now right. Okay, this one. What was the first battle of the American Civil War? Ah, yeah, it's
1: annoying. Um, Can you give us any clues? Because that's that's how I, at least, I will learn if you give me some clues. 1861, April
0: the 12th to the 13th. They took it overnight. They didn't didn't stop for tea. Oh no. Um, it, it was Fort Sumter. Uh, no, that's yes, a... was it? yes. Oh. Don't doubt yourself.
1: Fort Sumter. I knew, well, it. I knew there was an attack on Fort Sumter that sort of kind of kicked things off officially. Well,
0: there you go. That's what it was. Ah, it I'm was calling it the battle. battle of Fort Sumter. Well, this is the thing with these military histories. Is about like what's, what's a skirmish, what's a battle, what's a rebellion? Yeah. You know, I mean, a battle. It, if I call it a battle, is it a battle?
1: There must be some definition to it. I think mm-hmm. there is definitely strict definition of what war is. So that's why certain conflicts are—you uh, call them a conflict or uh, a skirmish or yes. something like that. Yeah, you've got to be kind of careful with your terminology. You can't go. Because you've yet. got to have
0: you know official declarations of war for yeah. it to be a war. So my feud with John McQuarrie is a war. Official declarations of him. Have just... you bought each side? Each side, I think. <laughs> no, he doesn't or know or anything about it to be fair. No, it's not. He does now. Um, talking of contentious things, <laughs> so I'm going to say, when was the siege of Troy? A, a long, long time. Ago. Well, like, yeah, it was. It was. Well, like, see now, I don't really have much concept of... of of the passage of time. Well, with ancient history, BC, really. Can, I mean, because like, so somewhere it said it was 1190 BC, and I'm like, well, you can't be that. Precise can you, about those kind of dates? I mean, you know, it seemed a bit... I, I liked mm. their confidence and the stridency, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, circa 11. Circa. Mm. And then that's not really a good question, is it? Which battle took place circa 1190 yeah, BC? Yeah, you, ha- you would have to... And involved a wooden horse. Yeah. I mean, you just need... Wooden horse! OK. Um, now, Agincourt. Mm. Um. It was fought in northern France on the twenty fourth October fourteen fifteen, a day mm-hmm. that was traditionally celebrated as Saint Crispin's Day. Yes, see that—that's that, that, an interesting that's way of question. doing it.
1: Yeah, because it's—it's it's, you've got another angle to go in from. You've got you've got the the theatre angle to go yeah, in from the Saint well, exactly. Crispin's
0: Day speech. Yes, from Shakespeare. It's not just a, what's the day and what's the battle. Yeah. You've got something you can go at. It is that. one that I kind of remember because it's quarter past two. Oh, yes, 1415, 14, 15. Yeah. yeah, that's a handy one, right. And mm. um, finally, now this is, I think, a more interesting question. I'm ju- Gradually, I'm trying to make them more interesting to see yeah. what I've done. OK, so in which war did the following <laughs> battles take place? <laughs> the Battle of the Alma, the Battle of Balaclava and the skirmish at the Geni- Genichi Strait. A Crimean war. It was. There's a lot of the, the the Crimean battles
1: are referenced in Coronation Street. They're the the, the local streets.
0: Oh my goodness, Sebastopol. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yes, yeah. I had never thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, very good. Well, uh, 10 not out of 10. that.
1: Not that bad. Not I that said bad. ten out of ten. It was some out of five. Yeah, it's It is sort of one of the my Achilles' heels. The 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 fact that there are numbers involved that I have to remember a sequence of. I.e. Yeah. dates.
0: And, yeah. and it's fighting, which I don't really like. No, I know you're a very peaceful person, I've noticed that. Um, yeah, well, we should uh, appeal to question setters. If you're going to do battles, please don't just ask us the date. Yeah, it's tedious. Just do something a little bit different with it, like I did, because I'm brilliant. <laughs>
4: Simon O'Hagan, I was a journalist on the independent newspaper for a very long time and five years of it, a little bit over five years, I set a quiz every week in the Saturday magazine of the newspaper. It all started when I started going to a pub quiz that a friend of mine presided over and I was setting quizzes there and the magazine came along and needed a new quiz setter because the previous person left and I was around and I suppose people knew that I was interested in quizzes and had some experience of setting quizzes in the pub and so I got the gig of setting the quiz in the independent magazine. If you if you're on a newspaper, you're obviously reading tons of stuff all day, every day, and I got myself into a sort of frame of mind whereby. I read something which immediately presented itself to me as having quiz question potential and so I would make a note of it. That makes it sound a bit more organised than it really was because in reality I tended to wait until the deadline was looming over me and then I'd have to come up with ten questions in a couple of hours, which sounds as if it shouldn't be that difficult, but actually I used to find it extremely difficult. I must have a huge admirer of the, um, the Guardian quiz man, Thomas Eaton, who's been doing that quiz for goodness knows how many years and comes up with the Goods Every week and I found it quite a strain I must say because you're you're trying to produce interesting intriguing Lateral thinking type of quiz questions, as well as general knowledge, and um, they don't necessarily come easily. So you just start to see the world really as quiz question potential, which is a bit tragic, really. So uh, it, it, it's just things, would, would, things would present themselves to me. I mean, in fact something happened quite recently which I made a note of. Because I do still keep keep a note of quiz questions. Well. I was listening to, I was listening to In Our Time on the radio a few weeks ago, and in our time subject that week was the playwright Ibsen. And in the course of the discussion, somebody said that Ibsen was the second most performed playwright after Shakespeare. And as soon as they said it, I thought, oh, that's a great quiz question. Who is the second most performed playwright after Shakespeare? Answer, Ibsen. Because that's a really, that's a great question, particularly for sort of a literary audience or for any, any audience really. Um, I think the first thing to say about a quiz question is what well, you know. It's very easy to write a boring quiz question, the either you know it or you don't quiz question. And if you don't, if you don't know the answer and you've got absolutely no, no route to finding the answer, then really, kind of, what's the point? All, all quiz questions, it should be possible with a bit of lateral thinking. And reasonable, generalised to at least guess an answer. So my amazing fact example is in which Asian country are more than 800 languages spoken? Now, no country is going to immediately spring to mind, but I think if you stop and think about it, it's possible to get there. Um, I really like the the 50-50 question, and the one I always, the example I always size is which is bigger, the Isle of Man or the Isle of Wight? The thing about that question is that I've asked it quite a few times in quizzes over the years, and I always have to look up the answer. I can never, ever remember what it is. <laughs> oh, this is a... I love this one. I love this type of question, which is which I call Kim's Game, which you know when you put objects on a tray and you have to 30 seconds to look at them, and then you cover them up, and you have to remember um, which objects are on the tray. So you take an incredibly familiar image and then you ask people to think about it and then the quiz question is and the one I always go for is the cover of Abbey Road and I ask people in what order the Beatles were crossing the Zebra Crossing That's probably about the most famous album cover The Great Leveler is my next category how many varieties of quality street chocolates are there Because I love that question because it doesn't matter how well educated you are you're not, you're not going to have any advantage with that it may have changed it was 12 when i asked this question so i i have to keep my hand in even though my independent quiz setting days are long gone i still keep my hand in because uh, the last couple of years i have set the quiz on behalf of the pen literary charity it's the brights Support group that campaigns on behalf of imprisoned and oppressed writers, and they have a big, um, a big dinner every November, which um, is also a quiz, the pen quiz, and it attracts lots of people from publishing and media. And I set the quiz, uh, but usually um, a, a starry name is brought in to actually present it. And uh, the last time I set it, which was last year, the writer Damien Barr came in and he presented it and he did an absolutely brilliant job. You know, He took it, he took it seriously. A lot of these questions I come up with, I wouldn't know the answer to them myself. I recognize, I hope I can sort of identify what's a good quiz question. But if I was just, if someone just came to me and I didn't know anything about it, and then I just got that question. I wouldn't necessarily know the answer. And I think one of the dangers I find is that you can inadvertently set questions which are too hard just because you've found an interesting fact. It doesn't necessarily make, make the answer, it doesn't, you know, just because I, I know it because I've found it out. You have to put yourself in the position of a person who's being asked it cold and think about is that question actually... Too difficult, and I think it's very easy to make the mistake of setting. Anybody can set a quiz that's too difficult or impossible, and that's just. Then you just absolutely don't want to do that. You really, really need to have a good tranche of highly gettable questions. I think a lot of. The, I think a lot of the fun in in the quiz setting that I do, um, particularly in the pub, a lot of the fun comes from the fact that it's a team. So if there's four or five people and they're all working together on an answer they will arrive at that answer so quite often i will i will say test my i'll test my quiz on somebody just an individual and they'll go through the quiz and I'll say oh god i can't get that it's it's, it's really hard and i said well yeah but that's because you're on your own once you start discussing the possible answers with other people and people chip in ideas then it becomes then it becomes much more gettable and that's also you know that's where that's where the fun lies
0: Okay, so it's now your turn to quiz me, Jenny. On uh, now, it, I remember it was sporting. Mm-hmm. I remember my heart sank, and I haven't done any. You've tried prep to forget for this. about the it. The whole week you? I've been thinking, actually, it was sporting trophies, wasn't it's sporting it? Sporting trophies. You were trying to put off your homework. Well, let's again, just see you? how I get on with no prep. This is always my approach. I think you'll do all right. Okay. I've tried to make them as friendly as possible. Okay. <laughs> Davis Cup. <laughs> Honestly, no. America's Cup. No, I calm golf. down. Please, I'm going to just say Davis Cup for all because I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so you've heard of the Ryder Cup golf, which is yes, it's a golfing competition golf. between yeah, USA and it. Europe Got every that. other year. Yeah. So in 2000, they launched a. a, a it's an, like an alternating trophy, so it's the years in between oh, the okay. Ryder Cup, and it's Europe against Great Britain and Ireland. Oh. Which. Five-time merger-winning golfer was it named after?
0: Oh, is it the Ballesteros Cup? I'm going to give you that. It's called the Seve
1: Trophy. Is it? So it's named after Bellaston. Wow, that was a massive in, shot in, in his honour, that great champion and a great favourite in the uh, in the oh. golfing and wider community. Seve yeah, Cup, is a Sevi-
0: name. Yes, yeah, Seve Cup, the best thing. Yes, Seve Cup sounds like a trophy Actually, it's 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 no more. I think it's a great idea though. Okay, yeah. yeah, it didn't last. Oh, it came and went, and I didn't even. But it obviously penetrated my consciousness in did, some, it some way. It did, so but it's the good. kind
1: of thing that does come up because everyone
0: knows the Ryder Cup. Yeah, the, the, the companion piece, a little minor minor version. The little sister. So, the,
1: the, here we go. The Venus Rosewater dish mm.
0: is the name of the trophy mm. awarded to which winner? To the Wimbledon Ladies winner. mm mm-hmm. Um I knew it was rosewater. mm mm-hmm. Didn't know it was the Venus. Uh, tell me the history of that, Jen. Well,
1: I think it's Venus because it's it depicts... Classical scenes, so it's got it's got all the all the female gods are on there doing ah, yes. wonderful godly things. Mm-hmm. So Venus is, is has been attributed to it, and it's quite apt there being a, a, a Venus. Venus exactly. A Although when Serena wins it, she must uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> should have been yours, be sis. Like, ha, ha,
1: ha. <laughs> um, as a bonus, can you tell me what's on the top of the men's Wimbledon's Wimbledon winners trophy? Massive cock and balls. <laughs> Close. It's pineapple. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, as in you know. So, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to describe a trophy to you. I want you to tell me what it's awarded for. It's the tallest sporting trophy in the world. It's five foot
0: four. It's bigger than me. There we go. I could fit in it, finally. It it weighs more than 10 stone. Well, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: and it's the, on the top of it. There is a naked man waving a checkered flag. Oh,
0: so, so what event? Uh, so is it it's a Formula for? One. It's a um, now Formula One really is the thing I know least about. I've I've actually got into trouble with Leo Sayer for being so dismissive about Formula One because <laughs> he loves it and I I slagged it off. Um... Oh, the, uh, well, the, the Grand Prix de Le Mans. No. <laughs> no it's, it's those not, are all it's words not, that not I've a heard. It's Formula One trophy, be, but you it's no racing correct sport. Motor, like the Gumball Rally not or one of Gumball those. the Gumball Rally. Um, Formula ba- is it Formula One or Formula Something? It's Formula Something, no, it's... Or... Um, another famous motor race. Uh, the, oh, ah, the something run, the do no, uh, oh the no, cannonball no, run. <laughs> it's it's in America. Oh, the Tennessee, no, the Kentucky, <laughs> The it's the uh, Indy 500. Indy 500, the Indianapolis 500. I got
1: What does the winner of the
0: Indy 500 traditionally drink? What's their beverage of celebration? Is it, do they drink it out of the massive cup that's five yeah. foot four? Um, bourbon. Milk. Oh! Milk is yeah. the traditional drink. Actually, if you drank that much bourbon, you'd probably die,
1: wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> what trophy is awarded to the winner of the FIFA World Cup?
0: The Jules Remey is still gleaming. No, QI no, Claxon. No. QI Claxon. Claxon. Right there. Yeah, the Jules Reme was the old one. It was that until when... nineteen seventy. What uh, happened what happened to Was it? that the one that got stolen and found by Do- Nipper the Dog? Well it was, but, but what
1: happened that we don't use it anymore? Because it was found again by, by Oh it was what, found? Pickles.
0: Pickles. Pickles the dog. In South London, yeah. Um and then it got dropped. Slowly, <laughs> melted down. No, it was permanently awarded to Brazil because they won uh, it three they times in won it Three well. times, wow. Well. Well. Okay. So it's so not nineteen seventy It's nineteen
1: seventy four. It's just called the FIFA World Cup trophy.
0: Yeah. Which is kinda of boring, but it's yeah. a good trick question it for is, your yes. friends. Well look at that. Look at me falling straight into that hole that you dug for me. <laughs>
1: and finally, the Vince Lombardi Trophy is awarded to the winners of which annual contest?
0: Vince Lombardi. Yeah, what's he sound Sounds like? Sounds like a ballroom dancer, is it strictly? Is that the <laughs> strictly? <no? laughs> Well, Vince it Lombardi so. yeah he sounds
1: very glamorous doesn't he but um, it possibly
0: wasn't fencing I could see Vince Lombardi no, with a it's sword a bi- it's
1: a much bigger event it- than that much bigger than a fencing um, final
0: is it the Vince Lombardi okay, I'm trying to think of like big sporting events very big sporting event like early the in the year Olympi- no that's not a yearly is it it's a yearly year. thing yeah, okay. yeah. and it's early in the year is it the Cresta Run no is it? I don't even know what the crest are on It's like it it? uh, No, give me another clue. Give me another clue. Um, it's it's based across
1: the Atlantic. Okay. It was first awarded in 1967. Okay. Um, so it's um, what it is, and it's it always has lots of great entertainment involved particularly
0: in the middle. Um, oh, the blim bl- 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 thingy, the thing that it does. It happens at the end of January, doesn't it? And all the men in the big pet suits, and they go, the quarterbacks and the like. Um, yeah. They, they big piece in there. The, mm-hmm. um, it's not the World Series, because that's baseball. It's, um, honestly, people are going to be thinking you're making <laughs> You're trying <laughs> deliberately to die. I cannot, honestly. So it's the Maybe Super Bowl. A- Super Bowl. Maybe you did need a pint before we started oh, to take the edge God. off.
1: I tell you. I take the Super Bowl. It was I first one by drugs the Green in the world. Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Packers. That comes up quite a bit. Yep. So you've you done all right there, considering you didn't do <laughs> any homework I and you're not very good at sport in
0: general normally. I needed a lot of help, but thank you. You'll, you'll remember those. I tried to give you those extra facts that you'll be able to... You'll, you can reel, reel them out at the pub quiz. I will never forget people. the Green Lombardies <laughs> won the Vince Packer Cup good. in 1981. What are we going to be doing next time? Oh, next next time, next time... Um, so my quiz syllabus I've done I've covered sports, you know, loads of stuff. So where are we going next? I think year? we should go for food and drink. Oh lovely. I think we should go for some for terms from classical French cuisine. Oh yes please. <laughs> So, what have we learnt today on Fingers on
1: buzzes? I think we've learned there are there are good ways and bad ways to warm up for a quiz. Sometimes a, have a, drink. a pint is a bit of a, a sharpener is all right. Yeah, have a drink or some fatty food,
0: but don't, don't get involved in any mind games with uh, with horse racing experts. Yeah, yeah, very very good point. Mm. Um, I was I'm on the subject of sport. I feel that my knowledge of trophies has expanded. Yeah the Vince doodah thingy with, yeah. the, with, with the big Americans yeah i always remember Vince oh, it's, that's sparky right old there, vince right there <laughs> yeah vince is too and, his and um, yeah and i mean i feel that my knowledge of how to set a history battles quiz has been which, well one which isn't
1: completely tedious and yeah. it's, it's it's onwards and upwards from there for making yeah. them slightly more interesting if it's a tricky old topic to make yeah. interesting.
0: Well yeah, yeah. I think and our guests were wonderful as always. Oh they always are. So I've had a thoroughly a thoroughly enjoyable show. Thank you very much, those of you who listened, and we will see you next time on Fingers on Buzzers.
1: Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers!
2: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.